Susul. Welcome to Under the Plump Bob, the podcast about all things related to the EA Maxis series of games called The Sims. We avoid the real world by talking about our made-up ones. Each episode will focus on one of several uh, rotating themes, including building, gameplay, lore, and more. My name is Scraps. I've been playing since I was about eight. And I'm playing right now The Sims 4. My current family is the Lobo family. And, oh, oh, the challenge I'm doing right now. I'm doing the 100 Babies Challenge. Yeah, the 100 Babies Challenge is kind of what we're going to be chatting about today. We invited Scraps onto the show to get a younger gamer's perspective on all things The Sims. But particularly today, we're going to be talking about this challenge that... I will say I'm not a challenge person per se, or at least I wasn't. And because I'm a rule follower, I looked into this 100 Babies Challenge. Um, You can find the rules many places online for any version of The Sims that you're currently playing. Um, I typed into Google Sims 4 100 Babies Official Rules, and um, I got a, a Google Doc that listed out the sort of official rules for the challenge. So since we haven't really talked challenges so far on the show, a challenge is just an arbitrary set of rules that somebody comes up with online and you choose to play based on those set of parameters for your Sims, or you take parts of it and, you know, tweak things and come up with your own story. That's pretty much what happens when me and Roxy play. We sort of follow the rules, but we change things a bit, so it's more comfortable for us. I'm Roxy, and you know me from other episodes of Team Llama, and in fact, Scraps is my daughter. She's yes. in the 10 to 12 age range, I guess 11 to 12, more accurate. Yeah. Um, and I did introduce her to The Sims when she was about eight or so because I thought she would enjoy it since she really likes video games. I did love it. And she got me into The Sims 4, which I think I mentioned in our first episode. Uh, and so, yeah, we've been I've been trying to do the uh, 100 Babies Challenge in preparation for this episode. You know, I've kind of casually done it, tried it before, but never really committed. <laughs> and this time I'm really trying to do it. And I was inspired by actually an episode of Wine and Punishment, which is a podcast about true crime where they spend a few minutes talking about a specific wine, which is a snooze fest for me, honestly. But <laughs> well, one of the hosts lives in the same area I do and the other one used to, and she recently moved and they've continued the show. And they both didn't happen to do um, profiles on a Black Widow. Uh, so they had two Black Widows in one episode and I was like, I want to do the Black Widow, but I want to do something different with it. So I decided to take Cassandra Goth, play her as she starts as a teen, have her um, focus on charisma, which would help, will help her seduce lots of men. Hmm. And uh, once she aged up, I made her evil and had her kill her father in the sauna, which was also mentioned in a, pre- a previous episode. And that was the beginning of her streak as the Black Widow trying to have 100 babies. Doesn't Cassandra start out pretty low charisma? Like, isn't she kind of like a nerdy? Yeah, I don't know that she really had any specific talents other than, you know, she has a violin and she wants to be, I think she has the music 
genius, musical genius aspiration, which I worked on for a while. I got up to violin 10. I managed to license a few songs, but I couldn't get any money busking, which was annoying. And so, uh, and I, the last goal for that aspiration, I believe is mentoring. And I had a stretch where in the hundred babies challenge, you randomly generate your baby's aspirations and traits. And I hadn't had any creative babies for a while. So I was like, this sucks. I'm just going to switch her aspiration to writing because uh, <laughs> in Sims 4, Mortimer Goth is a writer. So I thought, okay, she'll let it take after her dad. Even though she killed him, it's a whole complicated thing. Very, very complex relationship. So it sounds like Melissa is extremely committed to following the rules and Scraps and I are not so much. Nope. <laughs> Obviously, well, I mean- I've already explained I'm doing like a different <laughs> Black Widow 100 Babies thing. She murders her father's... <laughs> Which is an interesting spin. I will say that. I just, like I said, I'm not really... I haven't done a challenge like this before, so I wanted to really make it a challenge and stick to all the rules verbatim because it it so happens this is kind of how I already play, sort of, sort of. Not, like, crazy with the babies, but I do try to, you know... <laughs> I, I stay away from cheats generally, and as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I have the Weasleys as a family right now, and okay. they have the maximum number of people in the family. So that's a lot of running around after some teens and children and toddlers and babies. So that was kind of my warm up for this as I discovered uh, <laughs> going through the rules. So the general consensus of this challenge is your goal is to get to 100 babies by 100 different fathers in as few generations as possible. And if it's twins, that counts as two babies. You count a child uh, when it makes it to young adulthood without being taken away or dying or spontaneously combusting as babies are wont to do. Uh, your founding Sim, who who runs all of this, uh, who, who is the procreator, as it were, it must be a young adult. You know, official rules say, you know, a female, um, but they also refer to, you know, you can make it anyone who can be pregnant. So in the newer games, you're able to allow male and female to be pregnant. Uh, In the older games, I think you can use mods. So whatever floats your boat. You can have any traits you want, but it's recommended to have family-oriented and romantic traits, which makes it easier to get to your goal. Um, You start with uh, 20,000 simoleons in the game as per standard. Um, You can pick any lot to move into as long as you can afford it without cheats. And throughout the game, you can move however you want. You just can't cheat for money. Um, The matriarch of the family, which is that sim that you choose to have all 100 babies, cannot get a job. But you can use hobbies to get money like painting, uh, singing, busking for for money, uh, gardening, anything that allows you to make money but not, you know, leave the house. This also in the newer expansion packs includes uh, being a social media maven, being in the politics career, uh, being a critic. You're just not allowed to go to work and you have to always work from home. So the money has to come in through these kind of odd jobs and whatever your sim is able to create and sell, so to speak. Yeah, like a work from home career is allowed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, I think it looks like the developers are kind of edging towards those options for future careers anyway, um, with the exception of the non-rabbit hole careers where you can actually go with your sim to those those careers, as we can see in Get Famous. So 
the process of having all these children is, you know, you can get through more if you play by the rules of the challenge, which means you can age them up at certain uh, milestone intervals. So babies can be aged up when you get the notification that it's their birthday. Toddlers can age up when they have three, a level three in all of their skills. Children and teens can be aged up when they get an A in school. Um, and I was about to sort of play like, oh, I'll just let them live out their lives naturally and age up when they age up. No, 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 no. We're getting <laughs> stuff done. Okay. We're getting stuff done. You get an A. Now you're a teenager. Um, and the rules sort of recommend you age them up to an adult, move them out so that you can fill your home with more babies. Um, you're also supposed to use a random trait generator for any new baby that you get. I've been using like a random create a sim uh, site. C- yeah, create a random sim. I tried using the one that um, you can build out the traits from the parents. That became too tedious for me and I got bored. So I moved on and just did random you have to end the generation, obviously, when that current matriarch becomes an elder and can't bear children anymore. But once that happens, you continue on the challenge with the youngest uh, available child bearer in the family. You're not supposed to use cheats or mods, as I said, but you can like move around to new houses if you make enough money. Depending on what edition of the game you're in, one, two, three, four you're not supposed to like leave your home to meet new uh, baby daddies for four. I believe you, you are just because of the closed world versus open world nature of let's say three to four. I think that covers everything. Roxy, did I miss anything? Uh, I don't think so. I just have so many ways in which I don't follow the rules. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so how is it going? Well, how is it going for you following the rules? Following the rules has been good. I have read places that it's smarter to space out your children, like like timing it so that you can have, you know, teenagers when there are more babies so that they can help out. Um, and I'm starting to hit that area, but pretty soon they're all going to be aged up at the same time and they're all going to be gone and I'm going to have to, you know, have many more babies uh very quickly to fill up the house again. So I'll I'll see with if I can experiment with timing and and kind of space things out a little bit, but so far so good. Um, My backstory is, it has to do with, you know, a, a lady who is a little bit of a space case. Um, She believes that it is her, her true calling to fill this world with children. I believe I made her a religion called, um, uh, like the great Lamismus is she is who she worships. Um, so she has this purpose to have lots and lots of children. I just, uh, you know, I had to make it some way that I could like <laughs> get through this objective. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like no, no normal person is going to say I would love to have 100 babies. She believes that it is her, her ethereal calling to populate the earth. And I gave her the, erratic trait to add a little bit of flavor which did has definitely changed the game a little bit um you know she she has to well she has these you know short breaks in which she has you know spells where she has to talk to herself and that has actually like kind of turned off some potential suitors who are like oh she's not all there so they kind of leave and i have to try again with someone else you know the erratic trait anytime i make a religious character i make them erratic because it's the only 
mechanism in the game by which you can really even approximate prayer. Hmm. So yeah, I did that with one of my, I made a sim based on one of my husband's characters in a role-playing game. Interesting. So I was like, well, obviously he needs to take the erratic trait. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. But yeah, and I, I don't know, I have a note here in the script about how generally problematic this all is, because no, (laughs) think of it in real life, no person should have, well, should is a strong word. There are religions that uh, encourage as many children as possible. I'm looking at you, Duggars. Um, I don't personally believe that to <laughs> to be as politically correct as possible. I think it's a little bit Looney Tunes, but Very for the sake of correct, Melissa. <laughs> yeah, no Looney Tunes for the sake of gameplay and for the sake of making a semi-realistic reasoning for someone to want to have as many children as possible and pass that, you know, belief system on to the next generation to have it continue. Um, that's kind of how I've been doing it. I, in order to avoid the, have the dads come over and help rule, which I know is frequently broken. I'm trying to avoid it. I just don't let them come over anymore because the, According to the rules, the fathers aren't technically supposed to help with child care at all. Um, the only rule I've been like kind of slidey about is the rule that is really as of the parenthood expansion pack, which if you don't have it, you might not play it this way. But there is a rule that says you have to stop what you're doing. Your matriarch has to stop what you're doing to immediately like discipline the behavior of the toddler, especially if they're like making a mess or splashing in the toilet, whatever. If you see it happening, you have to shut it down. And there have been times where I'm like, look, she's sleeping for the five seconds. She's going to be able to sleep this whole week. So (laughs) you can make a mess. And, uh, or I like try to cancel it from the toddler's point of view and just make them stop doing it. So other than that, it's been, I've got my rhythm now. I've got my, my, my rhythm and I've gotten some like good rule, rule aligned strategies that I can recommend. Awesome. So how is, how is your black widow doing? She's great. But before scraps gets too bored, let's have her tell us about her household that she started like, yesterday the lobos yeah it was like yesterday she uh yeah tell us her your girl's name and who she married and all that all right so the girl i started off with i'm not playing by traditional rules i'm playing by scraps rules so you're allowed to get married (laughs) and all that jazz the goal is just basically to have 100 babies in the shortest amount of time possible and yeah that lines up yeah it does and so the girl I started with, her name is Delilah, and her last name is Moavener. Moavener. It's a weird last name, I know. And yeah. <laughs> like like mauve and lavender. Yeah, kinda. And then I got you. I follow. Yeah, she married Diego Lobo. Ah, that's why it's the Lobo household because we moved into his house because it's way bigger. <laughs> and right now, I currently have four kids. Abby Moavener, Beth Moavener, Danny Moavener, and Cindy Moavener. I'm trying to name them in alphabetical order. So that's what I'm doing too. <laughs> cool. Now, Roxy, what do you talk about your Black Widow murderer? Yeah, so I have a I have a thing where I get bored really easily 
And so typically start a new challenge every weekend and just play with it for the weekend and then abandon it and move on to something else. But I'm doing the show now, so I've got to stick with a challenge as long as I can, right? So I came up with this idea a few weekends ago and was like, I know we're going to do this episode soon, so I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do the 100 babies, but have her kill each of her mates like a black widow or a praying mantis would. So yeah, that was really fun. So I'm trying to remember... I was a little more, I have, see, I have two different killing challenges going on right now. Not dark at all. I know, right? We have the cemetery challenge that our podcast posted around Halloween where you try to kill off all the townies. And so I'm getting some of their methods of killing mixed up. I think Cassandra used to be a little more creative. Like, I swear there was one guy she killed with bad puffer fish. Delicious. But that was before I had so many kids and insanity. So mostly she gets them by dryer fire or sauna overheating or woohooing. And there was one guy who I could not woohoo to death because he had the uh, max fitness skill. And if they have that as an elder, they they don't get overexerted. Sure. So I had to, he ended up dying of old age, I think, because he just stuck around that long. And I was like, why is he still around? I'm almost in my third trimester. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. So um, that's one way of switching up the challenge. I also went, you know, I killed Mortimer and then I moved Alexander and Bella out of the house. And then after a few babies, I was like, this is really hard, even with a nanny and a maid, because I also broke those rules. I got a nanny and maid too. Oh, are nanny and maids allowed? So nannies, no, maids, yes. I hired a maid a couple times and I hired a gardener. So awesome. they say maids are fine, but nannies are not. I think it's, I think the challenge is written with the idea in mind that like you are, you have to be all about childcare all the time. So right. <laughs> screw with, that rule. <laughs> well, truly, because that can get boring after a while. Like I'm only seven kids in and I'm like, and we bathe the children, make them food, <laughs> do it around yeah. and around and around. So I was trying to max her charisma and her violin skill. And I was like, Cassandra is just not about this. So I had Bella move in and she has the good trait and Cassandra I gave the evil trait too. So I was like, this is interesting. Now I'm getting into a good story element here where I've got good versus evil. So Bella moved in and tried to teach her grandchildren about, you know, being a good person as opposed to following their mother's example. And so now I have this fun little GVE thing going on where by the when the by the time the kid ages up to be a young adult, I decide, okay, are they going to gain the evil trait or the good trait? And so I've almost got like a competition going with myself. Hmm, I like that. Yeah, it's been really fun. Bella's passed away, but um, the first child that aged up with the good trait kind of took her place oh, and is turning nice. that role. So I basically had a live-in nanny because hiring nannies isn't that effective. Right. So. Like, I'm keeping the maid, but I'm ditching the nanny. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, I have that live-in helper. So my max is six kids at a time. But I'm uh-huh. like, that's not good. Oh, my God. They're almost all asleep. <laughs> oh. We're getting live updates. <laughs> I just had babies 10 and 11 because I had my first set of twins, baby. Baby. I already have a set of twins. They are yeah. both redheads, which makes no sense because I have a black-haired person and a blonde-haired person. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like the random element. It's a recessive gene. I play vanilla, so I have no CC in my game with the exception of one hair that 
scraps made. And I have the mesh for that hair because she didn't make the mesh. She just recolored it. Yeah, pretty much. So those are the only two pieces I have. Or Scraps has so much CC. She gave Diego a makeover, and he looks like one of Marissa's sexy makeover guys. (laughs) We'll be posting Scraps' uh, special CC on our social media if we have not already. And you can find it. I don't think we have. It's a really cute, like, I think they call it space buns hairdo, where it's got, like, the two buns on top and then some of it's flowing down. And... I've always been hesitant about putting that kind of, it's more alpha stuff in my game. And it doesn't look as alpha when you're playing. Mm -hmm. So this particular piece, you know, I can deal with. I actually gave it to my good sim that inherited Bella's position. Her name's Max. Oh, I chose my names based on, instead of doing alphabetical, which I've done a lot in The Sims, I did, uh, I looked up a list of 100 most famous characters in horror movies, and I just picked randomly from that list either the actor's name or the character's name thank so, llama all the kids are asleep yes thank, thank llama, llama. <laughs> yeah you know sims is all about llama and llama gods oh my gosh right. this is off topic but i went to target today and i saw a t-shirt in the kids section for um a night what's that show called Fortnite t Fortnite, and it had yeah. like you know four pop art style pictures and it looked like a llama are there llamas in Fortnite? Oh, but nope. there is. They there is. well, it's pinatas. So their whole thing is okay. like if you get to get like new gear or new whatever, they they put it in a pinata and you have to break the pinata. So I think the pinata is in the shape of the llama. So there's some okay. props over there. Yeah. I was just like, uh, fine, but the Sims did it first. <laughs> True. The other big way that I changed it up was the way I age up my kids. So should I go in through that? Yeah. What's your What's your rule alteration there? Okay. So for babies, you know, sometimes it's fine. They just age up on their birthday. But I have a thing where if I have time to like develop a, a relationship up to good friends, then I'm like, okay, when they're good friends with somebody in the family, they can age up. Nice. And for the toddlers, instead of making them get level three in all their skills, they have to get level three in at least three of their skills, one of which has to be potty. Yeah. So I I make it a little easier to age up toddlers. And then for children, I don't like having the children and the teens have to earn an A because that's really redundant to me. So Mm -hmm. and the fact that the children have a whole other aspiration system that's only available to children. And I think that's interesting. So I'd have them try to pursue that aspiration. And if they achieve it, they get to age up early. Sometimes they don't achieve it and it's fine. They just age up normally. Nice. I like that. So yeah, that's really fun. Like when you go home, there's going to be a baby crib. And when they age up, you can sell the baby crib. Yeah, we're launching right into tips. Thanks, Scraps. Yeah, no problem. A good tip. I'll go over the first couple tips we have. The first one's just about trying to spread out the births so you can, you know, have time to earn money and have some teens around to help with all the baby Mm -hmm. care and even the child care because, you know, sometimes when their kids' socials are low, it's like you want to just, it's like real life. You're like, can you just go talk to someone else, please? (laughs) (laughs) My favorite thing in all of all is spreadsheets. So someone suggested using a spreadsheet so you can keep track of your number of kids, your baby daddies, especially if you're leaving them alive, as most people are. And technically, you're not supposed to have babies with the dad more than once. So I imagine that would get very confusing. Right. Were you able to tell how many kids you have based on the family tree? Yeah, but when you get it past 10, it gets a little hard to count at a glance. So yeah, I have a spreadsheet for my names because I have my list of potential names ready. I've got them categorized, male, female, and unisex, and then I'm just going through that. 
Nice. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I was planning on just kind of referring to the family tree, but that's a good point. Once it's uh, too long, it doesn't it like make you exactly, start to yeah. scroll or it becomes a pain in the neck. So yeah, maybe I will get to spreadsheeting. Although with the alphabet system, it does make it easier too, because you can be like, okay, my youngest is Gerald, so that's a G and yeah. <laughs> is it Gerald or J? Depends on the Gerald. <laughs> this is true. Marissa's tips include, on the first day of playing 100 Babies, I'd recommend visiting all the neighborhoods, not only to scout out some potential daddies, but also to gather fruits and veggies and flowers. Once you've gathered everything, you can start planting them in the backyard. Gardening is a great way to earn a steady income, plus the teens can help too. Now, this is the strategy that I am using. Um, I had been playing a gardening sim previously to starting and you can get some money from gardening. Like it's almost not fair. Like it's almost a little too easy because you just walk out, say sell all and you get, you know, you get like thousands of dollars a day. Um, I made sure that I planted a garden, started a garden before I had my first, you know, like four kids before it started becoming like unbearable so that I had like a full garden for every season that I could just like pop outside, harvest and go back in and have the money that I needed to pay bills. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marissa also recommends that you check autofill houses and town aging on your game so that you don't have to worry about manually creating new uh, baby daddies. Uh, MC Command Center, the mod, the script mod is also a great way to do this um i'm gonna have to check my settings because i want to say i have the autofill and town aging on automatically like for all my games but i never seem to like if i play something for a while i seem to be in a town of old people forever so i might have to look into the script mod to to, to help some of this yeah i definitely had that setting turned on for my game and mc command center for the record is allowed you're just not allowed to have mods that would make it easier to have the hundred babies. Like no teen yeah. pregnancy and stuff. Yeah, no teen pregnancy, no multiples over three, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god, multiples over three sound like a nightmare. <laughs> just <laughs> just in game and out of game. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So Marissa goes on to recommend, I chose the romance lifetime wish, but worrying about having golden dates with each father was a bit difficult. I'd recommend a writing, gardening, or painting lifetime wish. That way the mom is already fulfilling her lifetime wish while also earning money. This is a good This is a good tip because I went the sucker route and chose um, big fa- happy family mm. for my aspiration. I mean, it makes sense, but like I have not read a book to any of my 7,000 children yet um, <laughs> Reading for two hours. is one of the hardest interactions to get to work properly in The Sims. Thank you. Yeah, it feels like it always glitches out. Yeah. All right. I'm glad that's not just me. <laughs> it's especially bad because I lock my toddlers in a room. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yes, in The Sims. I did not do this in real life. Um, in fact, if I told the story in the other, in the other episode like episode about the one we did about death, about my younger daughter locking me in her room. So it's, if anything, it's the opposite. So this is a variation on the um, meme that's kind of going around where someone posted this tip and is like, build a little fence in your room, in your room. And then it's like a playpen for your toddler. I love that. The optics on that are adorable, but I'm like, it's so much easier just to lock them in a room. So I lock (laughs) them in a room. They've got beds, they've got toys, they've got, the potty, they've got the bathtub, and they've got the popcorn popper because 
you can drag your plates up there or have a kitchen in there, but then the food goes bad a little faster than it would be preferable. So the popcorn stays fresh longer Hmm. and you get a lot of servings out of it. The only thing is it's not as filling. So sometimes they have to eat two bowls, but it's kind of like real life that way. Yeah. I don't have popcorn. Oh, no. Braces? Oh, I know. Yeah, they don't have braces in The Sims, so uh, they They don't feel her pain. That would be a great mod, though. Yeah. I want that mod so that I can make it as realistic as possible. (laughs) I I can't wait to do an episode on mods and actually play with some, because I'm like little vanilla player over here with no mods. Yeah, I'm slowly learning. This next tip is... Blowing my mind as I read it. Muting your phone is a huge plus in the game. It's also annoying having your baby daddies calling you and texting you every minute. It is super annoying. And I did not realize you could mute, mute your phone. Are you kidding me? That's I'm using that immediately, first of all. I didn't know that either. That's fantastic. I will be using that. Because it's truly, it's like all the time. Luckily, wasn't there an, a version of Sims where if your phone rang, it woke you up? <laughs> well, I was playing The Sims 3. and mm-hmm. didn't necessarily wake her up, but... She was able to wake up and answer it. Yeah, like, don't wake me up. And I don't understand why they have landlines in The Sims 3, because everyone has a cell phone, and you can't really even have your landline ring, so yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shrug. Actually, I'd like it's- to step in and advocate for killing your mates so they don't call you very often. Occasionally, the ghost will call you, but mostly they call the kids. Um, but if you don't want to do that, you could also try calling them over after you get pregnant, you don't need them anymore. So just tell them that you want to be just friends and they might not call you. Yeah. I mean, that's already like way too much work for me. Plus (laughs) if you stay like close with them, they will send your kids presents, which I have accepted. I'm not counting that as like helping with childcare and the helping with childcare rule. So free stuff. And sometimes I just sell it because a kid is not going to use a bottle opener or whatever what the like they sent frankly i don't remember i feel like you should give yourself your sim money for child support because deadbeat dads are a big problem and they need to you know i'm all for making them pay even if it's fictional i think that's a good i think that's a good idea that's the other thing i've cheated a lot is uh i've added money when i needed it because for me the challenge isn't a rags to riches i'm just trying to make the goal of having the babies and killing the dads and so yeah yeah, so it's like if I need to add money so the lights aren't out, that's fine. You know, I'm not like, adding any money. Mm-hmm. So Marissa's next tip is make your house with the ley line house yes. trait, which is I forget which is it base game that you can add house traits or is it an expansion pack? I forget. I'm pretty sure it's base game, and they it's mentioned on the stream one of the streams that they're trying to shift more toward more lot traits as opposed to lot types because. The lot traits are more flexible, and I love that. Yeah. I like that, too. Yeah. I find them very interesting. So having a ley line house trait means that you are – I think the the lore of it is you're on a – you have more <laughs> radiation or good juju or whatever uh, so that you have more chance of multiples. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can be very helpful, although I have had, like I said, 10 and 11 came, and they were twins. I'm fine with that ratio. Uh, twins and triplets are a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. And I, unfortunately, like I said, had all of my babies in very quick succession. So once uh, for, for the next round, I might space it a little bit just to keep things a little bit less crazy. Cause there was that, I mean, it was, it was almost, I want to say like 
eight cribs, not eight, like, like a lot of cribs lined up <laughs> before they were even toddlers. And it was like down the line, change diaper, feed, change diaper, feed, snuggle, 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 feed, snuggle, change diaper, feed, snuggle, change diaper, feed, snuggle over and over, over and over and over. If you up your parenting skill enough, you get super efficient baby care, Yes, which might be effective. I haven't actually needed it. So I haven't, I've seen it. I haven't really seen it in action, but I will tell you, it's super efficient. Parent, the parenting trait only comes with the parenthood pack, right? I think so. Yeah, I think that's only with that expansion pack. But I have achieved the whatever parenting level gets you super efficient baby care. Yeah. And I saw it at one point. I didn't realize that that was a perk. And I was like, ooh, how great is that? Unfortunately, and that may this may change as you get higher in parenting, but you can only do that super efficient baby care once. And it like has a respawn time i guess so you can't uh, use it on billy and then move over to carla and use it like you, you have to wait a while i love how you use your alphabetical names there sort of <laughs> i made one up <laughs> but i do have a carla yeah and she grew up to be a psycho <laughs> i probably shouldn't say that i have a cindy you have an aunt cindy i know i also have a child cindy i saw someone on the cimmerinos group posted about doing 100 babies and i will find them to attribute them but the story was that they had twins fell asleep at the wheel of the game oh my god and woke up to play again and realized she had named them emma for the girl and cinday c-i-n-d-a-y for the boy (laughs) so cinday no i believe it's sarah sarah thank you for sharing that story about your twins ellie and cinday how do I sign into my phone? Is it this button? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. I clicked it and someone still called me. Rude. Yeah, it doesn't work perfectly. All right, we have actually some other tips from the Simmerinos group. So this is Sarah's tip. It may be the same Sarah. It might be a different Sarah, but thank you for sharing. <laughs> if you have get together, start a homework club for kids and teens. You can use club perks so the kids complete homework faster when the club is meeting. Have it meet every afternoon. That's smart. The kids and teens yeah. will get social time and get the homework out of the way quickly. So that's great. And let's see, Emma suggests including the fathers in the club to help with the homework and household maintenance. Cool. Yeah, I like that you get the social out of it too. I would probably exclude the fathers just because of the the baby daddy rule. Just use your discretion. Um, I actually started, I have a teen club for homework, although right now I only have one teen, so it's not really <laughs> effective. <laughs> but he's almost aged up anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I had a lot of trouble meeting the, the goals of the social aspiration for mm-hmm. the child. That was just really hard because you have to make friends with two adults and three kids. And especially the kids one is like, where are all the children? Because I'm in Newcrest and there's no one around. Children should not be encouraged to make friends with adults that they don't know. I agree 100%. <laughs> but that's what the game says. Fortunately, their older siblings are far enough removed that so I can have them make friends with their older siblings Perfect. at this point in the game. But yeah, there have been a lot of times where I've been like, okay, I'm going to chat up this random adult who's walking by. I do not approve, Maxis. But yeah, so I made a club for the kid that has the social aspiration so that I can just automatically add children to it. And it actually makes you automatically pass some of the early stages of that aspiration. So it's a little cheaty, but I feel like I'll actually be able to do it this time instead of having to wait for him to age up normally because I couldn't meet the challenge. Yeah, I like that idea. I might like switch rules up a little bit when I get to maybe my next generation or something because I like that idea. 
yeah, it's a lot more fun for me, like, because it adds a, a much more of a wild card. Whereas then when you get to teens, it's all about, okay, do your homework, do your project, right. age up your, you know, skill up and yeah. So it gets repetitive. A little too, uh, you know, overambitious parents. It's like, let your kid <laughs> live your life. It's kind of like my parents. I love my parents, but they were like, go get a job, get, move out. <laughs> That's great. It's the parents here that are very competitive and like have their kids in all the like sports and prep classes and tutors. And it's like, they all have to be the best at everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm just here playing video games. Which I think is good for you. Yes, it is. I agree. And I'm not a mom in real life. Only of my seven babies. So do you want to read the next tip? So next up, we have Sasha's tip from the Cimarinos group. It's super tough when your eldest kids start starts dying off because it affects everyone in the household, even if they've never met. It's happening to me now that I'm on my 23rd baby. My solution is to have every child who is moving out by their mom a bunch of moonlit solvers and hand them out. Not sure if it's cheating, but I got desperate after 10 days of sadness in a row. <laughs> This is so great. This is way more forward than I am in my game. So I'm definitely going to take on this tip. This is like, I I anticipate it, of course, because like relatives are dying off. But what a bummer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, even if they've never met, it's like, oh, my distant relative died. And I love the idea of like, here, mom, here's a bunch of uh, antidepressants for you to give your children when I die. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. And I think I think it's smart too because can't you can't you pass away from like extreme sadness? No, and I think that's kind of a shame. Nope. But it's also like <laughs> kind of keeps you okay. <laughs> I know that's so bad. I just like interesting deaths in The Sims, and people in real life have died from extreme sadness. But I guess it was just a little sure. nil for Maxis. And I totally, you know, I get it. It's it's nice <laughs> that you can't die from sadness. You can die from anger, embarrassment, and hysteria. None of which have ever happened to me in game, but someday it will. Maybe. <laughs> I'm, I've, I've died from hysteria before. You're so lucky. <laughs> this is a weird conversation. It is. <laughs> you know, once they age up to young adults, you don't actually technically need them anymore. So technically you could cheat and go in and just delete them and then they never die. Fair. So. Yeah, I'm... I'm- not yet at that phase in the game, but I know that it's inevitable. So I'm glad that I got to read that tip because that's going to help out. I bought a moodlet solver for Cassandra the other day and it didn't work. And I was like, why didn't that work? Rude. The game just totally ripped me off. And I was like, I just had to go and buy another one because I don't know the cheats to get rid of the sadness moodlet. Yeah, that's annoying. Because I don't use MC Command Center as previously mentioned. Yeah, I'm not great at using my aspiration points, so I need to get on that because I just bought, like, the fertile uh, aspiration reward. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that. That's a really good one for this challenge. Yeah, and that is actually encouraged in the rule. It's in the rules. It's like, if you can if you can achieve this and get this, you should because you'll have more babies a lot quicker. So that makes sense. So Callie, also from the Cimarinos group, has done a ton of these challenges. She loves them. They're her favorite. Her top three tips are, number one, get pregnant and as often as possible and keep men lined up for baby making. This is something <laughs> I tried to follow. I also love how she says that. Line them up for baby making. Is that the, is that the episode title? Yes. 
Line them up for baby making. Thank you, Callie. Thank you, Callie, for the episode title. Number two, prioritize moods and homework via queuing. When kids get home, I instantly queue up like five things for them to do to get their mood up so that they can do their homework quickly while in a good mood. That's a good tip. And three, group meals are a lifesaver, especially with toddlers. If you make a few group meals and then drag them out when toddlers are hungry, then you'll never need to use a high chair. This is great. I have not purchased any high chairs for my challenge. They just get fed on the floor. Like, here, here, you monsters. Grab a serving and get on my face. And they, like, sit and eat on their bed. Honestly, yeah. Unless you have, a, like, one child in your family, I think high chairs are a death trap. They glitch out on me all the time. I don't know if it's a glitch or just bad yeah. functionality. I think it's both. But the adult will, like, go and, like, take them out of the high chair. It's like, no, I just got you to put them in there. Please, please just give them their food or they will die or get taken away or whatever. It's my least favorite game item. But I wish it worked because they're so cute. Ditto. I agree. I really like the way they look, but it's like they never work. And yeah, Yeah. I've tried a lot of different methods of trying to get them to work and they just don't. So yeah, Laura's sort of a half story, half tip, if you don't mind cheating. So her sim discovered that after having the nanny father, her second child, that he would just stay around and keep nannying forever after the child was born because it was his. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, when she moved out, he 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 stopped doing that. So, But it, he, she called it a glitch, and I'm like, maybe he's just a dedicated father. Or a dedicated nanny. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> and like, so he did a lot of helping with the baby care. Although I've never had a nanny that was that effective. So I'm impressed. I mean, I have that's very effective and he's an elder and he's like he's been working for a very long time and i'm like he's not dying yes (laughs) i have had this happen too where the nanny lives long into the child's adulthood and i'm like is this a glitch because the elders usually die pretty quickly and the nannies so far i've never had a nanny die even if they're elders when they start it that's because they're mary poppins yeah (laughs) And they'll never die. So Marissa, back again, has stories about her gameplay. And she's probably the furthest along of any of us in this challenge. So Marissa's kind of goals when it comes to this challenge, for me anyway. She said she had a super hard time with this challenge. She hadn't played Sims 4 without cheats in so long. So she got half of her babies taken away the first couple of births because the mom had such low needs she couldn't do anything. I was close to running into this several times. Relatable. Mm Mm-hmm. Wait, Roxy, like in real life or (laughs) can relate? Um, Marissa also writes, I also had the mistake of having a lot of babies right away. I had one set of triplets and two sets of twins right off the bat. Also can relate. Once they all started having birthdays, I would invite the baby daddies to the parties. Big mistake. I had one party with one of the kids' dads, my current victim, and future and a future daddy I was I had just met was friends at the time. This, this sounds, I, I see where yeah. this is going. The kid's dad came up to the mom in the middle of the party and started making out with her. The current victim got super mad, of course, and started fighting the baby daddy. Um, the matriarch in this family had just gotten pregnant from the current victim before the party had started. So we don't need him anymore. Thank goodness. Basically, she kind of describes this whole brawl that ends up happening among uh, former and current baby daddies, uh, which... I can see happening because that uh, you got to keep those relationships on the down low <laughs> if you get them all in one room together. Yeah. I feel like we can learn lessons for real life from this too. 
<laughs> yeah, this is true. Uh, Sims imitates life and vice versa. Marissa says, when I'm at the point where I have all the kids and teens, I build a painting area. Every day after school and homework, I would make all the kids and teens just paint for hours to earn money. Mwahaha. I love that. So is there a special easel for children? Because I tried getting an easel and they did not want to take part. The in drawing painting. table. Drawing table. Yeah, Got there's it. the table, but they don't go up very high in value until they're maxed wow in the creativity skill which i guess if you had your toddler max it they start a little bit ahead so that could be something to try to focus your toddlers on creativity if you want them to do that another thing is when father winter shows up you all ask him for presents absolutely because sometimes he gives you really expensive things and you can sell them if you need money and if you get a present pile sometimes it keeps giving off like there are two cheats with seasons cheaty items with seasons the present pile which if you keep it around, it just will randomly keep spawning presents. Nice. So the longer you have it in play, you can go over and ask for more presents from it, even though it's, you know, you don't actually have to put anything in. Hmm. Putting things in the pile is free, I think. And then if you pull stuff out of the decoration box, which is called something like the attic box, that's yeah. a tip we learned about trying to find it in uh, the yeah. thing. <laughs> if you pull decorations out of there, those are free and you can sell them too. Nice. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, Marissa ended up with 25 kids in the first generation, including the five kids that were taken away. Well, those aren't technically supposed to count. Yeah. In the second generation, she had 23 kids with none taken away. Then she got burnt out hasn't, and hasn't touched the save file since. At that rate, she probably could have uh, completed the challenge in four generations, if if my math is correct. So yeah. Just about four or five. I'm super impressed because uh, getting up to 50 kids. That's a lot. That's a lot. And like I'm – it sounds exhausting and I can see myself burning out on it soon. But right now I'm just like jonesing to play it more. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But like I got to get them baby daddies. I got to get them. I couldn't even get scraps to stop playing for this recording. <laughs> yeah. What is it about this challenge? I don't know. Rebecca gave it a shot with Sims 2, and that is something I truly cannot imagine. She said it was horrible. Uh, she ended up giving up after one generation because the needs dropped too quickly, and it's even harder to make money without a job. Plus, the relationship level that is needed to have uh, to conceive a child uh, is way harder to achieve in two. She had one child in her one generation. So she, uh, she, she had to quit real early. Wow. She also tried in Sims four. She and I actually started our, our Sims four versions close to the same time. Twins. Just hundred baby twins. She put hers in an apartment, which she, here describes mine's in an apartment yeah, yeah. where's where's yours yeah, in? tell us all about yours because it's interesting that you're doing it in an apartment and rebecca couldn't get it to work in the apartment really yeah all right well mine's just in the city in the rich sector i yeah. guess it's the, the sector because i married lobo I right don't care for marrying it's against technical rules these are my rules and yeah so so yeah diego lobo's apartment is very spacious yeah it's huge and he has like an exercising room that had like three equipment and it was huge so i turned it into the baby room right and diego (laughs) lobo actually fathered the seven dwarfs in one of my attempts at the disney princess challenge for the first generation of that you have to have seven babies and then one of them is supposed to be the heir to the next generation um 
huh. and I took Diego Loba's apartment, added a few walls to make it a little more functional and it worked very well. I added no walls. So I have to say it depends on the apartment, I guess. <laughs> and if you're playing by the strict rules, you don't have enough money to get into this apartment starting out. I yeah. got into it by marrying him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have already expanded the house that I moved into, like just pulled out some walls and, you know, it costs money, obviously, but you just you can't do that in an apartment. So uh, Becky laments that apartments are not a good idea, not enough bathrooms in most of them. So she moved the family into the arts quarter, the three bedroom, one bathroom apartment ended up making one of the bedrooms smaller to add a second bedroom. But with limited options for making money in the apartments, there was a lot of hunting for snow globes and posters to make money. Um, this makes sense. I think she meant to say second bathroom. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Bathrooms are important. I I actually currently only have the one. I have two. But I do have like three toddler potties. So yeah, you need at least two bathrooms to do a full house. Oh, yeah, that will be happening quite soon. I'm expanding into the basement right now. It's quite lovely. So I did a um, quick little teen runaway thing uh, challenge. And I used the convivial lot that has the random house in San Maishuno. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about city living. Um, but if you go behind that that lot, there's a little like ramp that goes down and it goes down to a fishing spot. Oh, nice. So that helped a lot. Cool. As far as Becky saying, you know, there wasn't a lot of ways to make money for free. Yeah. So at least there's that one fishing spot and there's some fishing spots at the park too. Yeah. I mean, you can't really have a garden in an apartment. Not not yeah. well. You can have those indoor plots, but not enough to, to really make some That's dough. why I had the lot. Because it's the only lot residential lot in that neighborhood, and I was able to garden. Yeah, yeah. She goes on to say, "There's not enough room in the apartments that you can move into for twenty thousand simoleons for eight people, and with a high rent, power got turned off pretty quickly, pretty much every week until she had teens. Which, according to the rules, teens can get their own uh, part-time jobs and contribute to the family." Although I have yet to do that because I'm so busy trying to get them to get their A. <laughs> yeah, that's that's important too. It's kind of you balance like, do you have them get jobs to get more money or do you have them focus on school? Which, again, imitates real life very, very much. Oh, yeah. My sim is an artist. Yeah, I think I would have gone artist if I hadn't recently done the gardening thing and realized that that was like super easy to get money. Cutching. Yeah, it's almost it's it feels like cheating almost because it's like, I don't know, you walk outside, you sell your plants, you go and move on with your life. But it's probably the only reason I've lasted this long. Cool. Oh, um, Laura from the San Marino's group said that she's been trying to do the 100 baby challenge. She says her guy is a vampire. Hello, extra long life. So I think she's doing a male for instead of a female for her hundred babies. Yeah. And I don't know if he's giving birth or not. It's unclear, but he's had about 65 kids. Dang. At some point, about 20 kids in, they stopped sending female maids. So, cause she, before she was just getting the maids pregnant and then sending them on their way. So I guess she didn't let them leave till they had the baby. I'm not really sure how she did that. I didn't have a chance to ask for more info, but I love the idea of poaching the maids. It might be that she's just, populating the the world with this one dad and not really doing the childcare piece of it. Yeah. But I like that spin on it. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, however you enjoy <laughs> the game, you should play it that way. Before and I did coach the handyman once. Okay, so Laura's playing a male vampire who impregnates his maids. And now he can't leave the, he can't leave the house without some random person shouting at him or slapping him. <laughs> 
which I really love. And then she goes on to say, I've resorted to hanging out around in graveyards and trying to knock up ghosts. Very resourceful. Very resourceful. Yeah, I remember, I, I don't know, I very rarely play the like, cheating spouse kind of storyline. I know it's super popular. I know a ton ton of people do. No judgment whatsoever. I just get really stressed out when anytime I go somewhere, it's like, I'm going to make out with this new person, but my ex is right over there and they're going to slap me in the face now. So that rings very true to me. And that's really hilarious. Yeah. It almost sounds like she's playing in Sims 3 because there aren't really graveyards in Sims 4. Yeah. Oh, maybe she's doing Sims 3. Which would be extra fun with a vampire, too, because that's a whole different dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of a little different. Well, we had one uh, commenter, Emma, post on our Facebook page uh, about trying to do the 100 baby challenge, but starting to lose steam after 20 babies. 20 babies. I, I literally cannot imagine <laughs> being at that point, but someday, perhaps. Uh, and she's looking for tips on how to keep it interesting. So do you have any uh, tips on how you keep it interesting. You mentioned your sort of rule adjustments. Oh yeah. I think we've given a lot of good tips for how to keep it interesting, especially if someone's as morbid as I am, which a lot of Sims players actually are, especially the Sims that also are murderinos. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm thinking um, since the legacy is supposed to carry on to the youngest female of childbearing age, once your founder ages up to elder, but I also may shift gears if the, uh, the one to carry on ends up having the good trait. So there's a potential for my whole thing to flip into a more traditional 100 babies if there's a good founder hmm. for the next generation. We shall see, good or evil. Interesting. Yeah. For those of you being purists and sticking to the challenge rules very strictly, I came across the section that talks about occult sims. There are rules that have to do with the vampires, and that's that's for mine. I'm probably staying away from. Like I said, if I get bored, I might uh, delve into some some different rule adjustments. But if you want to keep it kind of simple, the alien. If you have a baby with an alien, if your if your donor or baby daddy, however you want to call it, uh, is an alien, and the child produced is either a hybrid or an alien child, um, then it's worth two children, which I think is really funny. Um, (laughs) And the way that is um, determined, I don't have it in front of me, but I believe a hybrid is a child that has different skin, but regular eyes and an alien child is different skin. And those like dark, all black alien eyes. Oh yeah. So, and by different skin, that's weird to say different skin. I mean like the purple blue, like, funky alien skin tones fantasy yeah and they get some some special interactions i don't remember but that uh that could be another way to to kind of mix up your game you can do it with vampire sims i don't remember i think it's a similar rule like if you have a if your child is born a a vampire then they get bonus points i don't know that i want to play with that just like a vampire child in a regular household it's like oh you accidentally went outside or i sent you to school without an umbrella or however that works (laughs) I, i just i can see that all literally crashing and burning if i were to try to take it on so yeah over here in geek corner which i always seem to be in when we're doing these episodes uh i did a (laughs) hybrid of not a hybrid but like i'm interested in the whole monster high thing because it didn't come out when i was a kid but i think i would have really liked it but i also love classic horror movies so i did a mashup of monster high and classic horror movies this was my first attempt at the hundred babies and i was going to spread them out among different households 
So that was really interesting because with the lack of a supernatural pack, um, you know, I had, I only had aliens and vampires to work with. So some of them were vampires, right. some of them were werewolves or some of them were human. The humans were like the quote unquote werewolves and some of them were mm-hmm. aliens. And I got really far in, like we got, I had some babies from the third generation and I don't think I got further than that. But one really interesting thing was there was an alien grandfather, a human child, and that child's child turned out to be an alien, which I thought was really fascinating to see the genetics and how detailed the developers were with that, where the child was an alien because the grandfather was an alien. That's impressive that the game can go back that far. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah, I would love to see just like the algorithms and the, you know, what determines those genetics, what what determines the Sims genes and how, you know, that all plays out. And I want to say there's I know there's been debate among, you know, four versus three versus two and how uh, how the genes carry on and and how, you know, your Sims can be affected by the traits and just physical appearance of of parents before them. Um, I think coming up date TBD, but regarding traits and passing things down, another challenge we are definitely going to cover is uh, the ugly to pretty challenge as it is called sometimes, I think. Um, Yeah, I think so. We'll be, yeah, we'll be, you know, you get a really scary looking Sim and you try to make a a beautiful Sim out of uh, a couple generations. So we'll get into that on the subject of of challenges at a future date. Um, But yeah, any final thoughts on, on our 100 babies challenge discussion? Well, if you aren't interested in doing the hundred babies challenge, but you're interested in the idea of it, there are a ton of YouTubers that have done the hundred baby challenge and you can just search them up and kind of see them struggle because I swear I don't think I've seen any of them actually complete the challenge. <laughs> but some of them are still working on it actively. Like um, Little Simsy, she's been working on her 100 Babies Challenge for long, long enough that her name was different when she did it at the beginning of it. So back when she wow. was going by a different name, she started 100 Babies. And she just recently picked it up again. And I think she's got a really interesting way that she's doing it. Yeah, there are some other ones out there. But there's lots of options to learn more and experience this challenge, even if you don't play it yourself. Mm -hmm. I think some of our fellow podcasters are doing a single dad challenge, which is a variant. Um, You can do, do it from the other side and just impregnate as many female Sims as you want to. There's multiple ways to do it. Um, If you're looking for the true challenge aspect of it, you can sort of go off of the rules and then set certain boundaries and only change this aspect or that aspect. I'm going to beat this. I'm going to, I'm going to get to 100 if it kills me, (laughs) you know, like I just, I want to get to the end of the challenge just to say I did it, you know? And I don't know that I'd go back to playing that way ever, but I want to, I want to, to get through it. I'm hoping I don't get super derailed by uh, get famous, but yeah, I, I hope to, to achieve the ultimate goal. Yeah, I believe that there's going to be a little bit of a break once Get Famous comes out because we got to play that for our fans to hear more about that. So yeah, we hope you're enjoying Get Famous if you've gotten that expansion pack. And if you've started the 100 Baby Challenge and you want to tag us on social media, you can do that. In fact, we will tell you right now where to find us. We're on Instagram and Twitter as PlumBobCast. We're on Reddit as Podcast. And under the Plumbob podcast on Facebook and Tumblr. And we have a website, 
called undertheplumbob.com and you can go there and we have a contact page where you can send us an email easily. But if you want to send us an email the old fashioned way, I don't know if that applies to email. Our email address is undertheplumbobpodcast at gmail.com. We'd like to thank everyone who contributed to this episode, not only our typical writers and research team, uh, but we got a lot of content from our Facebook page, also the Simmerinos Facebook group, which is a a group of like-minded individuals who enjoy The Sims and also happen to like true crime as well. Um, Thank you all for sharing your stories. We really enjoyed reading all of them. Yeah, and... Please subscribe, rate, and review us. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Play, and possibly more to come. All of these things, we're there. You can find us. Awesome. Well, thank you, Melissa. Oh, before we go, next weekend, December 15th, we will be hosting a Twitch stream. It's very fancy and new for us, so we're very excited about it. Um, Our podcast host marissa you can hear her on team cowplant episodes she will be doing sort of a mods and custom content 101 i'll be tuning in because i'm still very new to to custom content as roxy i believe you are yep so i'm looking forward to learning you know just she's gonna go through like how to install it how to get it into your game how to manage it how to you know keep your folders clean and everything so i'm looking forward to getting a good learning on that Looking forward to it. Yeah, Marissa makes some uh, really sexy sims with her custom content. So They're very pretty. You've seen her on our social media. Especially, watch out for Mondays. We do Makeover Mondays, and Marissa always knocks it out of the park with the sexy. Yes, they do. Yeah, they are always sexy. And if you would like to submit your own Makeover Mondays, that's undertheplumbob.com. You can find our Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash under the Plumbob podcast, the whole thing, the full thing. So tune in on the 15th for that episode. Yeah. In case you don't know, Twitch is a, a format where you can go live and stream videos. So it's kind of like you can screen share, you can show your gameplay and it's uh, got a pretty hop in Sims community. YouTube also has a very large Sims community and you can go live on YouTube as well. But Twitch seems to be the more popular place to go if you're live streaming. Um, But we will also be moving all of our content that's on Twitch. Um, We've done a couple of gameplay live streams already, or I have specifically. We're going to move those over to YouTube as well, so they will not be lost forever. Roxy, I think it's time for us to go back to the real world. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Scrubs. Bye. Bye. Dag, dag. Play the outro. Why are we doing? I don't know. Hang on, I'm gonna stop so we can talk.